You're listening to the What the Chuck podcast with Megan Rage. Last episode, I started, there's some holes in this house. Is it just me or is anyone else just constantly freaking singing that song? Well, last night I was laying in bed and it it dawned on me. There's some ghosts in this house. There's some ghosts in this house. I don't know what the WAP could stand for. Um, white ass puffies. Because, you know, ghosts with like a like a sheet over them, like a, like a Halloween ghost? Or is that a cloud? Am I describing a cloud? Okay. Anyways, there's some ghosts in this house. There's some ghosts in this house. <laughs> no, but for real, I think there might be some ghosts in this house. First of all, let me just say, I record on a Tuesday. Normally, I record it like in the afternoon, but it's the morning right now because I got shit to do today. So I'm trying to rearrange my life, trying to make it happen so I can stay consistent and drop this episode on a Wednesday, which is tomorrow to, oh God, <laughs> I'm in one of those moods. Anyway, so yeah, normally I like do my gym. I have my coffee. I do my little peruse online. Maybe I watch a little TV, watch a little TikTok. Um, but this morning... I woke up, I had my coffee, I took a shower, and I sat on the couch to ice my back because that's still a thing, and I turned on, oh, actually, I didn't turn on turn on the news, I just got on Facebook, and KCRA was live streaming the Golden State Killer. Today, um, all of his victims are, well, maybe not all of them, but are standing up and doing their, like, testimonials. What is that called? When you stand up and you... You, 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 you know, you wrote a letter and they have to why am I drawing a blank? Anyways, I just finished. I think I talked about it last episode. I'll be gone in the dark. So I'm super into like learning about the Golden State Killer and watching things about him. So I wanted to just sit and watch that. But, you know, that's I mean, I did the lady that I just watched. Her speech was like 21 minutes. So um, and if there's going to be more than that, it could it could be a long day. I just think it's crazy that the Golden State Killer is wearing a mask. I mean, obviously, I understand coronavirus, but like I want to see his facial expressions because me personally, I think his whole act right now, his frail old guy act is just that. I think it's an act. Um, I forget where it was. Oh, when they were doing his um, sentencing no, because he hasn't been sentenced yet. Well, the last thing that was televised, um, I think one of the lawyers stood up and said that while he was being surveillanced, he was like landscaping his front yard, jumping in and out of his pickup truck. And then a mere few hours later, they went to arrest him and he was acting super frail. And back in the day when he got arrested for stealing something, I think dog supplies and like some type of firecracker or something, he pretended like he had a stroke. So um, they're reading, you know, their letters to him. They're addressing the court. They're addressing the judge. And he's sitting there with a mask on. He almost looked as if he was falling asleep at one point, like his eyes were were getting heavy. And I'm like, someone should super glue those bad boys open and force him to act like he gives a fuck because, I mean, he ruined so many people's lives and he's just sitting there with a mask on acting as if he's about to keel over at any time. Uh, no, don't believe it for a second. I literally wish someone could walk around with him wherever he's being held right now, prison, jail, whatever, and just wait for him to break this like frail act because I mean, I mean, there's just no way. Anyways, I wanted to stay and watch that, but I had to start recording this podcast because like I said, I got shit to do today and what I'm doing today. Well, I'll tell you about it next week. Okay. There's a little tease for you. Little little tease. So, yeah, um, there's some goals in this house. There's some goals in this house. Man, you with some, what did I say? White ass puffies. 
ghosts, not clouds. Okay, so Chuck has been acting so weird. And I know that sounds like such a ridiculous statement, but he's acting funny. Let me just give you a little backstory on Chuck. I don't know if I did this in my Get to Know You episode. I know I didn't do a deep dive into Chuck, but um, I adopted Chuck six years ago. Yeah, in 2014, in September. So his adoptiversary is coming up. So I had been playing in a poker tournament at Capitol Casino. I got out. I got drunk. And I went with Cody to Front Street Animal Shelter. I said, I walked in, I said, I I don't want a black cat. And I also want something that's super fluffy. And they really didn't have anything. It was the end of the day. So on our way out, this woman was like, well, we do have this cat. Um, He he is black and he isn't fluffy, but he lost his leg. And what the woman told me at Front Street was that his litter had gotten dropped off at the shelter and they were left in a box and they were left in like the parking lot. And so someone hit the box with their car and Chuck, who was named Onyx at the time, was in the corner of the box and had to get his leg amputated. Whoops. We're going to have to mute that sound. Okay, professional 101 over here. So anyways, um, I, I, I asked if I could see him. Whoa, what was that? <laughs> I asked if they could take him out of his crate so that I could see him. So um, they took him out of his crate. He started walking around. I was like, I'm dead. So I ended up taking him home that day. Um, fell in love with him. Fell in love with black cats. Also, he ended up being super fluffy, so much so that I get him groomed now because his hair is out of control. But we've lived, you know, in a couple apartments, a couple houses. He is my number one. If you follow me on Instagram, that's essentially all I post on Instagram is Chuck acting super cute. God knows if everyone else thinks he's cute, but I sure do. It's like, you know, people that overpost their kids uh, and they obviously think their kid is super cute. But newsflash, they're not. And everyone else is like, ooh, just kidding. I feel bad using a kid as an example. But anyways, hopefully everyone enjoys all the Chuck content because it's 24-7 around here. So anyways, um... Chuck, a, so crazy story. Every time that I've entered a contest for Chuck to either try to raise Front Street money or myself money or um, I was on the cover of Sacramento Magazine last year in February and inside they did a bunch of little articles about people in Sacramento who have rescued animals in the area. And so, of course, Chuck and I were featured. And in the little blurb, I talk about this whole story about how he was hit by a car and um, he was the only one out of his litter that wasn't adopted and you know, it's just like this, this, this Cinderella story, so to speak. So <clears throat> about a year ago, I met Jen, who works at Front Street. And I was like, hey, is there any way that you could look up, you know, Chuck's microchip information or, you know, any information that you have? Because I don't remember the company that I put it through. I wanted to change my address with them when we bought this house. So <clears throat> she pulls up Chuck's file. And you guys, not only is this adoption story potentially very false, but they thought Chuck was a girl when they first found him. His name was like Charlize. It was actually something with a C. Um, And then they found out in his chart, it says like a female black cat. And then it's like, oh, wait, it's actually a male black cat. And what it says in his file is that he was trapped in a fence, the little fucker, and he didn't have a litter, litter mates with him. And they ended up trying to cone him so that he wouldn't nod his leg. And he ended up doing it anyways. And that's why they had to amputate it. Um, Still a sad story, but, you know, not as compelling as the other story that I was initially told. So now I just don't know what to believe. Um, I've got two stories here. I don't know which one is true. 
Maybe the little old lady that was working at Front Street the day that I adopted Chuck was just really trying to get him out of there. I don't know. Maybe she was trying to sell me on his life story. Um, And I'm glad that she told it the way that she did because, like, I I mean, here I am obsessed with this cat. So the reason that I know that he's acting weird is because all I do 98% of my day is sit around and watch Chuck. Literally, I'm either talking to him. He may not even be near me, but I'm either talking to him or talking about him or looking at pictures of him or when we're not home, I'm checking the security cameras to see what he's doing. Like I am an obsessed mother. So um, what night was it? Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night because Brett and I both had to be up super early on Sunday. So excuse me. So Saturday night, I, Brett has already fallen asleep. I'm trying to go to sleep and I hear, you know, when like a dog takes off running on like hardwood floors and, um, they're just moving so fast and their nails are scraping the floor. That's basically what I heard. And then I heard like Chuck almost like run into something. And so I get up and I start to go downstairs and Chuck is just sniffing all around the front door, all around the stairs. He's just like sniff, 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 sniff. So I'm like, oh, well, obviously he saw a spider or something like that. Um, Where we live, they've been digging up the streets and there has been a little bit of a roach issue outside, though, not inside. So we get sprayed. There's dead ones outside almost every morning, but they don't make it inside. So I'm like, oh, I hope a roach didn't make it inside. I hope that's not what Chuck was chasing. So I watch him for like a solid 15 minutes and he's just sniffing this area. I'm like, "Eh, I'm just going to go to bed. He'll figure it out. So I go to bed. The next day I wake up and he's laying in a really weird spot downstairs, like a place he never lays. And Brett was like, he's, oh, no, Brett wasn't here in the morning. Well, anyways, later on the afternoon when Brett and I finally see each other, he's like, yeah, he's acting real weird. And I'm like, I'm telling you, he saw something in here last night. So Brett and I are just kind of chilling out watching movies. Chuck is sniffing the couch. He's sniffing the floor. He's sniffing the chairs, the stairs everything like he's anything he can sniff he's sniffing it we're it's now the evening and Chuck is I'm laying on the couch and he's laying behind my head dead asleep and all of a sudden he perks up and takes off running up the stairs but falls falls down a couple stairs stand back up and runs back upstairs and again sniffing all around so I go upstairs to the office where I record the podcast because that's where he's sitting and he just looks terrified and so he goes over to his little carrying case that um, I normally put him in when he gets groomed and he puts the backside of his body in there like he's going to go to the bathroom in there. And so I pick him up and I I run downstairs to get him into his litter box and I'm uh, he's fighting me. He's like twisting. all. It's like he's scared of his litter box. So he, he, he gets in his litter box. He does his business. Still acting super freaking weird. Now he's sniffing around the closet where his litter box is and underneath there, there's like um. It's, it's like how you would get underneath the house. So I'm like, maybe something got underneath there and, you know, it died and he can smell something on the raised foundation, under the raised foundation, because part of our house is on a slab, part's on a raised foundation. Anyways, I'm, you don't, I guess I don't really need to tell you every freaking detail. But the point is that night, Chuck wouldn't get in our bed. When we went to go to sleep, he went into our bathroom, got in one of the cubby holes under our sink and went to sleep in there. Like the saddest freaking thing ever. He would not get in our bed. He's scared of the ceiling fan again. We we were over that. Now we're back to that issue. It's just so freaking weird. So I called my sister-in-law's sister, who I've referenced multiple times on this podcast, 
And she was like, maybe you need to sage your house, dude. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I feel like there's freaking ghosts in here. And I'm like, it's just he's never acted like this. He's acting like he sees something or like he smells something that's just literally not there. So now fast forward to yesterday. Um, he's still acting weird, but he's supposed to get a groom yesterday. We have a mobile groomer that comes, Cindy. She's freaking amazing. She's been grooming Chuck for a couple years now. So I warned her before she got here. I was like, yo, Chuck's acting a little weird. Like, you know, when you get here, I'll have him ready in his case. So she gets here. I hand him off. When she brings him back, she's like holding the like bottom portion of his crate on in her hand and she hands it to me and it's wet. <laughs> she's like, oh, um, on our walk to the van, Chuck peed. She was like, so he was fine once he was in there. But yeah, on the way out, he was like freaking out and he peed. So Cindy and I have like a maybe this always happens every time she comes. We always end up talking. So she hands me Chuck. I, I let him out of his case. She hands me the like the the pad that goes at the bottom of his crate. And I stand there for 30 minutes holding this pee pad like a pizza box and have a freaking conversation with her about life. Like, can I set this down? Can I have can I? Can I put this somewhere? I ended up just throwing it away. But anyways, the whole point is that he's still acting a little weird. He slept in the bathroom again last night. I don't know what's up with him. I literally think there's there's ghosts inside. Why do I think there's ghosts inside? Normally, that wouldn't be my first guess. Like, I would say it as a joke. It wouldn't even be like my 10th, the 10th thing to pop into my head. The only reason that I feel like something is fucking going on in here is because of this. Let me take you back to last week. I believe it was Thursday night. Brett likes to go to bed early. I know I know I don't have a job, but I still I get in bed with him. We watch a show. We normally go to sleep. So Brett sometimes has trouble falling asleep. Sometimes I do, too, but it's mostly Brett. This night, we both are out like a light. And all of a sudden at 1 a.m., our room is lit up red, the loudest sound ever. And because I'm already in a deep sleep, it is jarring to me. So what do I do? (laughs) I hop out of bed. I hop out of bed. I run to our bathroom in our room. Shut and lock the door. Brett is not with me. I'm like, peace, bitch. I freaking run to the bathroom, shut the door behind me, lock it. And I think that our house alarm is going off. So what do I do? I open our house alarm app and I turn the alarm off. What the fuck? I'm half asleep. So Brett knocks on the door. He's like, what are you doing in there? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, come out. And I'm like, well, what's happening? And he's like, the fire alarm's going off. So I opened the door and I'm like, oh, it was the fire alarm. And he said, yeah, what did you think it was? I said, I thought it was the house alarm. He's like, so you ran into the bathroom and locked me out? And I said, yeah, I mean, I just panicked. And then he's like, and why is our home alarm app open on your phone? I'm like, oh, because I turned the alarm off. He's like, okay, let me get this straight. You thought there was an intruder. So you lock me out of the bathroom and then you turn the house alarm off? I'm like, well, I'm really glad that we had this drill because otherwise, if this was really the house alarm going off, we would have been fucked. I just did all the wrong things. So I'm laughing. I am so confused. I'm like, well, why'd the fire alarm go off? And he's like, I don't know. Like, we don't smell smoke. You know, I poke my head downstairs. Nothing. My heart is pounding so fast. I'm also laughing really hard at the fact that I just locked Brett out of the bathroom, turned off the alarm. Like, what a bonehead. So... I get back in bed 
And I turn the house alarm back on. I close down my eyes and then I open them and I go, Brett, I see smoke. Like I'm tripping. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I'm like, I see smoke. So I stand up and I turn the light back on and I'm like, weird. The smoke disappears when I turn the light on. I'm like, oh my God, the dryer. We left the dryer on. So I I turn the house alarm off. I go into the garage. Nothing. Nothing is on fire. Okay. So I come back upstairs, turn the house alarm back on, get in bed and just go the fuck to sleep because obviously I'm on one. The batteries weren't bad. There was no smoke. We didn't have any windows open. There was no reason for that fire alarm to go off. Nothing. It wasn't the carbon monoxide alarm. It was the fire alarm. And it was, you know, it was as if it was doing a test, like someone had pressed the test button. And it's freaking me out. So I posted about like the Chuck thing on my Instagram and people were saying, you know, there's spirit. If there's spirits in your house, just ask them to leave. And I'm like, what? I feel really weird doing that. And also Brett was next to me in bed when I got this message and he would have never let me hear the end of it if I would have done this in front of him. But I'm not ashamed to do it in front of you guys. So let's do this right now. If there are any evil spirits in this house, I I would like you to leave. Please leave. You're disrupting my cat, which is in turn disrupting me please go to the neighbor's house or someone else's house that I don't know that I don't like that isn't mine. Thank you. Have a nice day. Okay. So let's hope that worked. I'll check on Chuck once I leave here and see what he's doing in our room. But yeah, I don't fuck with spirit. There's some ghosts in this house. There's some ghosts in this house. For real. I'm not about this life. The fire alarm, the cat. And I'm. it's not that just he's like acting like he's acting like he sees something. Okay. My friend Cody's about to bring over some sage today. I'm going to sage the fuck out of this house because I can't handle it. All right, moving on. There's something that's really been bothering me. I want to implement this. I, I'm hoping that eventually we can we can sponsor it in the, in the future. But my podcast also called What the Chuck. So I want to implement what, a segment. What the Chuck? Insert here. Like, what the Chuck is this person thinking? So um, on today's What the Chuck... What the chuck is up with people doing countdowns for things like ugh, weddings, birthdays, and then once the countdown is over and they've reached that day, they then do like a reverse countdown. It's been one week. It's been three days. What the chuck is up with that? It's annoying. It's narcissistic. No one wants to see it. I don't care. I want to mute you on all platforms of social media. Just stop. Like, nobody cares as much as you do. Honestly. Count the countdown and then a count backwards. Like, it's been, you're the type of person that's like, my baby is 45 months old. It's been three weeks since my wedding. It's been one month since my wedding. I have been, I mean, pregnancy is a little bit different. Like, I like, I know some people hate on the, my baby's the size of a, I like that. You know, I don't have a child. So I think that is, that is cool. I, I, I'm not really talking about that. I'm really just talking about like weddings and like milestone birthdays and stuff. I've been seeing it a lot lately. Maybe it's just because people are bored, but hey, newsflash, we don't care that it's been six days since your big event. Move the fuck on. What the chuck is up with that? It's fucking annoying. And hey, oh, why did we ever like Dane Cook? Can I please ask you that? And can I please get a response? Let me tell you, I was in bed the other night. Brett was already asleep. I put on um, Employee of the Month with Jessica Simpson. I used to love that movie. That is probably the worst acting and the worst movie I have ever seen in my life. His comedy is not funny. That is the type of comedy that I hate now. And it's just so funny that 
I feel like as a society, we were balls deep in Dane Cook for a long time. Like we loved him. And I am so glad that we got over that. Have you seen him lately? He is very old. I think he was a lot older than we thought he was when he was popular. He's very old. He's gained some, he almost looks like a, like a bigger Ross, like from Friends with, but his face, it's weird because it looks like he's gained weight, but it also looks like he just has like a lot of filler in his face. I I don't really know, like his face, like his skin is stretched so tight on his face. It's just going to like snap. And he also has like a 21 year old girlfriend who's really hot. And it just every picture that they post together, it just creeps me out. I mean, of course, I'm following both of them on social media because I love to be all up in people's business. But yeah, why the I'm so glad as a society we have decided that we no longer like Dane Cook. I mean, I remember buying his comedy CDs and like everyone would quote that shit. I mean, I still know some of the like little things that he used to say. If you follow me on social media, you see that per last episode, last week's episode, I did go ahead and shave Brett's head. So we got the shavers over the weekend, which was a big surprise because we weren't supposed to get them till like next week. Um, But Amazon, those Amazon dates, you can't trust them anymore. Like they say they're going to be here on a certain date and then you either get them super early or super late. So Saturday we woke up, they came, it was like 185 degrees outside and Brett was like, let's go outside and shave my head. So I did it. I shaved it and I cannot describe to you how many DMs I got of people concerned about him not putting sunscreen on his head. Don't worry, everyone. We sunscreened his head down. It was so weird because when I shaved it, his hair looked white underneath. It's almost like he had like a full like head of gray hair. Then I realized it's just because, you know, it was he doesn't get sun to it. So we laid out in the sun. Um, Everyone thinks that his head looks really good. His hair. Everyone was... um, I cannot work under these conditions. It's so hot in here. I was just mid-sentence and I had to stand up and like, I don't know, walk around for a second. Like my the chair that I'm sitting on is sweaty from my legs. Like it is so, when is this going to be over? It is unbearably hot. Like, let's see, what's the temperature? It is 9.54 a.m. And let's see how hot it is outside right now. Oh, it's 88, but still, it's not even 10 a.m. and we're almost to 90 degrees. And it's so hot inside this office. Anyways, um, so many, let me, I've, I've also had a cup of coffee and I drank it extremely fast because I wanted to get upsta- upstairs and record this podcast. And I've always been taught in radio that you're not supposed to have liquids around the equipment. So I don't like to bring my coffee cup up here. I do bring my water bottle, but it has a cap on it. Anyways, so I chugged my coffee. So not only am I having like a caffeine uh, right now, but also I'm hot. I'm shaking. I can't stop talking really fast. Oh, my God. This could end up being a disaster. So I got all these DMs saying everyone really thought that the bald head on Brett suited him. Well, at one point I go outside and he had had a few beers and he looked at me and he said, I hate my new head. I'm like, well, it's not your new head. This is always the, this is the head that you've always had. You're just seeing it differently now because there's no hair attached to it. So Brett doesn't like his head. He wants to grow his hair back. Well, the hair that he has left, he wants to grow back. After I did it, I texted his barber. He normally gets his hair done at Sacramento Barbering Company. I texted Joe and I was like, how do you think I did? And he was like, girl, are you trying to steal my business? (laughs) Trust me, I didn't do a good job. If you see it up close, it's not smooth. Like there's a ton of scruff left behind. So I did not do a good job. Um, Here for hire. If you want an uneven, shitty job for like Halloween or something. First job, can't afford it. Financial situation, tough because of COVID. Come on over to Megan Rage's janky ass barbershop. I got you. Um, I tried to push a new product on Instagram without even trying it. I went to the store 
by myself last week. Brett hates when I do that because I always come home with things we don't need. I brought home like three bags of croutons for what? We weren't even having salad that night. I also saw at the grocery store Cranch, which is Heinz ketchup mixed with ranch. So of course I bought it. I posted it on Instagram and the response was through the roof. Like you guys have an opinion about the shit. Some people were like, I am here for this. I talked to another person, Rose, shout out to Rose, who said that she hates ranch. I've never talked to anyone in my life that doesn't like ranch. So it was pretty 50-50 on people thinking that this was a good idea or a disgusting, terrible idea. I have to tell you, so many people have been like, have you tried it yet? I put it in the fridge to get it to the optimal temperature because I can't have like room temp condiments. But the thing is, we don't have just like shit I can dip that in in the house. Like we don't have french fries. We don't have chicken fingers. So I've been waiting for us to get something bad on a weekend so I can dip in in it and give it a taste test and let you guys know how it is. But someone else found um, mayo and barbecue sauce on the shelves. And then I also saw an ad on Instagram for honey and ketchup. So Heinz is doing all these like hybrid condiments where they combine two things into one. And you know, every time that someone like combines two things that don't typically go together, I always think of that episode of Full House where like she's trying to be on the Girl Scouts or become a honeybee. And so she's trying to be a chef and she combines all these things that don't go together, like peanut butter and sour cream. I totally used to do that when I was younger. I don't know if I was influenced by Michelle from Full House. I mean, she was my idol along with Danny Tanner. But I remember when I was little, I used to beg my mom to make my own sandwiches for lunch. And, you know, when my mom still lived at home with me, she was sick and not feeling good and didn't have a lot of energy all the time. So one day she just said, you know, whatever, do it. I mean, I don't remember her exact words. Obviously, I was like maybe five. So she let me make my own sandwich. Either that or I talked her through what to do. So it was bread chunky peanut butter, walnuts, cheese. Um, I want to say there was a piece of fruit on it. So she set out a picnic blanket in the living room for me, left my ass down there in front of the TV with my sandwich and basically said, I'm going upstairs. Don't come up there till you're done and made me eat the entire thing. And I never mixed two things that didn't go together ever, ever again. I think ketchup and ranch might be, it's like a secret sauce. So this doesn't count because those two things obviously go together if it's on the shelves and being sold in mass quantities. Still haven't tried it yet, though. I'll keep you posted. I did get in the conversation with a couple people um, in my DMs about ranch, you know, how to make it, what's the best combination. So I do buy the ranch packets sometimes, but I always either make it with sour cream or with mayo and milk. So everyone was telling me that I'm going, I was doing it all wrong, that I need to make it with mayo and buttermilk. So next time I make ranch, I'm going to test it like that. Then we also got into the topic of conversation about the worst ranch in Sacramento. Burgers and brew, their ranch sucks, but it's not the worst. The worst ranch. This is going to blow your mind. The round table on Howe Avenue and Arden Way. I don't, I don't fuck with you, it's literally the worst ranch in the world. We used to live in the Arden area. So our de- the, the round table that was closest to us that offered delivery was that Howe Avenue location. And I never wanted to order pizza from there. Their pizza was good, but the ranch was the one in the packets and it's disgusting. Now, the K Street round table was also close to us, but K Street wouldn't deliver to us. So it was either I have to get in my car and go pick up the pizza or I'm being hella lazy and I just get the Howe Avenue, ta- the Howe Avenue round table delivered with the shitty ranch. I don't I'm not trying to go to restaurants where their ranch game is not on point. Like when I order my main, even if ranch doesn't go with it, there's going to be French fries or something on the side. I'm always dipping something in ranch. So if your ranch game sucks, you're going to lose business. And I talked to multiple people who knew that the Howe Avenue Roundtable Ranch is the fucking worst. So here it 
Does anyone know anyone that works there? Please ask them why they don't make their own ranch like all the other round. Be normal. Everyone knows that Roundtable has the best ranch. So you're going to go ahead and fuck up the whole, the whole rotation with some shitty ass ranch? I'm getting all fired up. If I wouldn't have had coffee, I'm holding like my bullet points for what I want to talk about. My whole booklet is shaking because I freaking had too much coffee. Oh, God. Also, something that I've been talking to people about in my DMs this week are tampons. Oh, God. (laughs) There were three people who came for me saying, like, I cannot believe that you flush tampons. Like, we're really upset about it. Um, These people said that they carefully place their used tampons in a basket that is lined with paper to protect the, 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 uh, the trash can. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna conform and be a trash can tampon dropper. Um, there were a lot of people that have never heard that you're not even supposed to, supposed to flush tampons. One of my friends, I'm not going to name her. She was like, I always see the sign in the bathrooms that says do not flush, but I just do it anyways. I mean, why can't I? Like some people literally did not know that this was a thing and others cannot believe that I flush tampons. It was a big topic of conversation this past week. A lot of people were DMing me. A lot of people were commenting. Um, and I didn't realize it was going to, I thought this was just going to be something that I brushed over. I didn't even think it was something that was going to, people were going to focus on from the last episode, but everyone was talking about tampons. And if you're a guy, sorry about it. Deal with it. Okay. Actually, you don't have to deal with it. So you can deal with listening to it for a couple minutes. I'm still going to flush them. Don't care. (laughs) Don't care. Unless I do respect other establishments. Like when I go to England, those pipes are like from the 1200s. Okay. So I'm not flushing anything down there. Um, Restaurants that have signs up. Okay. I get you. But when I'm at home, I'm not just going to be dangling that thing over the top of my tile floor till I get to the trash can. Not happening. Next, (laughs) there's something that I wanted to talk about out of the gates last week. And I had it written down and I just somehow, I overlooked it. And I normally wouldn't talk about it this episode. Like there's some things that I've had written down in the past. Like I wanted to talk about Larsa Pippen a few weeks ago and the drama with the Kardashians. I wanted to talk um, a little bit more about some things that Kanye tweeted um, last week or the week before. But if I don't, if I have it written down and I don't talk about it, like by the time my next week's episode comes around, it's old news. So I typically won't touch on it. But this story, I feel like a lot of you probably didn't see this because why would you? So I don't think that it's old news. I think that it's going to um, do equally as well as this episode as it would have last episode if I would have talked about it. Farah's mom. <laughs> Deb, I believe her name is. Um, I was not following her on Instagram. I didn't know she had her own Instagram page. Not only does she have her own Instagram page, did you know that she is now a performing artist, like a singer slash rapper, and also does her own choreography? Yeah. So she came out with a song. Um, She released a music video for it. She is wearing a mesh top with pasties covering her nipples. And the song is like talking about like a bop. No, not even a bop, like a wop. No, not a wop, like a pop. I can't remember because it ha- it's been since last week since I looked at it. Let me pull it up because I, I just, I'm going to play you a little clip just in the background here, but I'm going to post the music video on MeganRage.com so you can go watch it. She is in the street. Everyone's wearing black and she, it, it's, it's like Bad Baby as a grown up. only even though I hate to say it, like Bad Baby has talent. So I can't even compare the two. But like when Bad Baby was starting out, we didn't know she had talent. We were like, oh, God, this is a train wreck. I can't even look at it. It's embarrassing. 
That's how Farah's mom is. Only she does not have a talented bone in her body. So it's just it's just generally embarrassing. Let me play you a little clip of what it sounds like. I forget what. Okay, here it is. We just set the tone. We won't hold you back. We just told you stacks. You'd be like, give them back. Do the bobo. Butta butta bodo. What am I, our hype man? So yeah, that is Farah's mom. And let me just reiterate, she's wearing leather shorts, a mesh turtleneck top. That is, uh, uh, you know what mesh is, just like the green mesh bag the guy was wearing in the Home Depot parking lot that scared the shit out of me a few weeks back. She's wearing a black face mask, a black mesh top with pasties underneath just covering her nipples. Um, she has a high pony in. She has dancers. They're standing in front of like a, a some type of Mercedes, like maybe not even a Mercedes, maybe an Maybe that's a fuck. It looks like a fucking Sebring. Oh, no, maybe it's a BMW. Either way, she's in front of a house. She has her hair slicked back. It is legit the most. And she tagged her location as Council Bluffs, Iowa. Damn, Deb, you hood out there in Council Bluffs, Iowa. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're having a bad day, you're going to watch this music video like wide eyed with your mouth open. Again, I'm going to put it up at MeganRage.com. Um, so that you can see it. Apparently she has been shooting multiple music videos. This is just the first one that she's dropping. So we can all look forward to that. Um, Farah is a hot fucking mess. She has me blocked on social media because I called her a bad mom years ago. She was coming to the area and I think I tweeted at her that she's a disgrace to life. And so was her mom. No wonder Farah turned out the way she did. I mean, look, fame killed them. Like, fame literally screwed that family up so bad. I wonder what they would have turned out like if MTV would have never followed Farah for 13 and, 13 and pregnant. God, that's really young. 16 and pregnant. What was the show before Teen Mom? Anyways, if MTV would have never gotten their hands on that family, I wonder what they would have turned out like. I mean, it's just going to get passed on from generation to generation. Her mom's obviously cuckoo-doodle and passed it on to Farah. And now Farah's daughter, Sophia, is like a little nine-year-old you-know-what. Not going to say the words, but you know what I mean. MeganRage.com to check out that video of Deb doing the doing the bubba 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 whatever the fuck that is. It's a dance and she literally looks so uncoordinated. I want to make a reference here but I'm not going to because I don't want to get canceled. All right cancel culture is fucking real. I've been manifesting a Peloton. I just want to throw that out there um, since I've tried to uh, scare off the evil spirits in this podcast. I also just want to put out into the universe that I am manifesting a Peloton bike. Um, so yeah, I'm just putting that out into the universe. I would really like if the universe could come through with me on, come through for me on this. Um, Brett at times is on board. Other times is not. I just want to have a stationary bike and bike myself all around the state of California and the world. And I want to take all these classes and I want to just like feel the burn in my living room. But Brett is trying to kill my vibe. So I'm manifesting a Peloton. If the Peloton gods are listening, please grant me this one wish. Um, I don't think a lot of you realize that Brett and I, I mean, obviously, you know, he's from England. Are you from England? Are you from London? What movie is that from? I was just talking to someone else about that. Where was that? What did I do this past week? Oh, yeah. Marley. I was talking to my friend Marley. My friend Marley and I did the funnest thing on Sunday. We got ready. We picked out outfits. And I went and picked her up. 
And we went down to K Street, which, by the way, looks like a ghost town. Has anyone been to K Street recently? I mean, I think because all the businesses are like closed, closed. They're not even opening up daily. It's just boarded up, graffitied, homeless everywhere, windows shattered. It it was bad. We wanted to go to Morgan Mill. Is that what it's called? Morgan Creek Mill? No, Morgan Mill sounds right. The new coffee shop on K Street. It's like right by Dive Bar. So our plan was we we were going to get dressed, get ready, and we were going to go out and take pictures like in downtown, midtown, in front of murals um, because I just don't have a lot of content. And Sylvia took me out to do those amazing sunflower pictures. But, um, you know, I posted like two of the, I can't just keep posting sunflower pictures. I have so many, but you guys, I got to space that shit out. I need, I need a palate cleanser in between. So Marley and I just planned to go out for a couple hours before it got hot on Sunday. Well, we, when we planned this, we didn't realize there was going to be a heat wave. So we're just going to go around town and take some pictures. It was a lot of fun. It was very hot, sometimes making it extremely hard to change outfits, but we had a lot of fun. So we started out at Morgan Mill I got, I know it's just this basic bitch drink, but I got the bombest um, iced vanilla latte with oat milk. It was so freaking good. But yeah, this coffee shop is basically the only thing open on K Street. It looks really run down. So we were like, let's get the hell out of here. Um, so she was the one that I was, okay, I just went off on this whole tangent just because I said, are you from London? Anyway, so all the pictures that you're going to see in the near future, it's from one day. I did outfit changes. You probably know it's from one day because my hair is exactly the same and so is my makeup. Anyways, moving on. Brett is from England. We're still going through the immigration process. Like we right now have started the second phase of the immigration process with our attorney. And so this past week, I've just been like scatterbrained gathering documents, gathering pictures, bills with our name on it, like anything you can possibly imagine that proves that we're a real couple. And I mean, as the years have gone on, I just there's things that I don't save because when I think about Brett and I, I don't think about this looming immigration case like, you know, we're married. We are a real couple, obviously. So it's just so funny that I'm like trying to gather these documents. She had a, our lawyer had like a list of things that we needed to gather. And so it's like, you know, bills, joint bank accounts, joint credit cards, joint um, car registration, joint auto loan, joint mortgage pictures, travel itineraries. And that's the one thing that I've been having trouble getting is like, we don't, we don't save our travel emails because we always forget that we have to continually, continuously prove that we're a real couple. Anyway, so I was gathering all these documents last week, loading them onto a portal. Um, and Brett is the sole, like, share, not, um, policy holder on Chuck's pet insurance. He gets it through his work, so I'm not on it. And so I loaded it to the portal. You know, you name the the document and then you can write a little description. And I, I, I wrote to our lawyer, I realize that you are requesting documents with both of our names on it, but um, this is just Brett's name on the on the pet insurance for Chuck. And I would just like to make a note that Chuck is my child, my pride and joy, the reason I wake up, live and breathe every day. And the fact that Brett is the, the sole policy holder on this pet insurance shows that we are in a real relationship because if something happened to that cat, I would kill him. Thank you. Have a nice day. She was cracking up. She's like, actually, this is great. I love it. She was like, what else do you have that shows that like you are obsessed with this cat? So I'm like, let me send you the Sack Magazine article. And again, let me reiterate, Chuck is Brett is the only one on Chuck's pet insurance policy. Make a mental note. Tell the people at the immigration office that that alone should prove that we're a real couple. You don't need the mortgage. You don't need any bills, joint bank account statements, pictures, none of it. Just show them this 
this piece of this proof right here that Chuck is my pride and joy and Brett is his policyholder. That should be enough. Case closed. Because she was like, this could go on. Um, they've been really like tedious and and asking for a lot of information lately. She was like, so this is just like the first round of information I need to gather from you. I could ask for a lot more. I'm like, great. It took me all day to go through our filing cabinets and then take a picture and then change it to a PDF and then save it, airdrop it to my computer and then save it to a folder and then load it to the portal. I mean, good freaking Lord. It's a lot of work. Then I had to go through all of our pictures, find pictures, you know, from vacations with our families, me in England, Brett's family here. It's just so crazy to me that I don't know. I just it makes me very interested in the field. I'm sure I could never work for the immigration office since I have like a case with them. Maybe once it's closed and Brett is a has his is a citizen, maybe I could. But I just feel like I would be able to sniff out the bullshit so quick. I I think it would be so interesting to work for the immigration office and to like talk to people that are going through this, especially me have having been through it before, I feel like I would just be able to sniff out the bullshit so freaking quick. And obviously, Brett and I, we are not the bullshit. I'm like, how would you like me to prove it? You want to come over? You want to see all the pictures that I have plastered all over our house of us? Like, we are far from a fake relationship. Why don't you just come over and take a look? I can prove it to you in two seconds. Anyways, very interesting career path. I wish it wasn't too late for me to be a lawyer because I feel like being an immigration attorney would be very interesting. Um, don't know the details of being able to work for the immigration office. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be one of the officers that interviews people. But I mean, can I get a front desk position or what? So we're going through that right now. And that's intense. I'm like, should I'm like, I told her that I had a podcast where I talk about Brett, Brett all the time. But I'm like, do I really want people from the immigration office listening to this podcast where I'm like, fuck, 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 shit, shit, shit. There's some ghosts in this house. Probably not. So, I mean, I told her that I had a podcast, but I doubt she's going to offer that up. But if anyone from the immigration office is listening to this in like the year 2021 to investigate if we're a real couple, surprise, we are. Um, in honor, I know this is episode 12, but in honor of passing 10 episodes, hi again, douchebags that said that I wouldn't make it past episode eight. How's your morning? Is it good? Great. Wonderful. Um, in honor of me surpassing that, I've teamed up with Aesthetic Envy to offer one lucky person a post-pandemic pampering session, which will include a hydrofacial, which is amazing. It sucks all the dirt out of your skin. It's it's amazing. I used to get um, hydrofacials regularly at Aesthetic Envy. Also with this, you're going to get a full set of lashes. It's going to be a full-blown pampering experience. I did a contest on my social media. If you followed at What the Chuck podcast on Instagram, you had to be following me. You had to be following Envy of Sacramento. You had to like the post and tag your friends. So the more times you tag people, the more entries. But people, man, they just don't know how to follow instructions. So I went through and I was going to pick a winner. The first three people who populated on this, you know, you put all the names into an app and it randomly populates. The first three people that won weren't following me. It says right there in the rules, you have to like the post. You have to follow me. You have to follow Aesthetic Envy and tag your friends. If you just would have read it more carefully, I mean, I hate to be like, meh, 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 but you could have won. Three people, the first three people could have won if they were just following me. So just saying, make sure you read directions. And also, I'm going to be doing more giveaways like this in the future. So just tell your friends when you tag them next time to read the directions. 
Okay. But my lucky winner is Kristen. I won't say her last name. Um, so Kristen, you are going to get a full set of lashes and a hydrofacial courtesy of Aesthetic Envy. Thanks for playing. Thanks for following directions. Thanks for being able to read. It's all great. It's all grand. It's all wonderful. Um, this playlist this week, I was feeling, because uh, I'm about to do something that has me feeling like in this vibe, but I was thinking back to when I first started in radio and how I was obsessed with country music and how I've totally fallen off that wagon now with the exception, with the exception of like a couple people. Dan and Shay I love, John Party. Um, those are people that I've kept up with through the years, even though I haven't been in country radio. So I went through and I made a playlist. Um, there's going to be a part two to this playlist because hair long, money long, my playlist, my artist, my library, my music library on my phone has like over 100,000 songs. So it takes me a while to like sift through everything. So this is yeehaw, part one. Well, it doesn't say part one. So if you follow me on Spotify and Apple Music, you're looking for the playlist titled yeehaw. Well, it's just yeehaw, but you know, yeehaw. There's some girls in the house. Most of the songs on this playlist are going to be country songs that were popular when I worked in country radio. So I mean, these are going to be songs that you might hear sprinkled into country radio these days. Some of them definitely not. Some of these artists are like one hit wonders. Um, yeah, you're looking for the playlist on Apple Music and Spotify under Megan Rage. Again, the plot, the playlist is called Yeehaw um, Country Music for this gloomy, weird weather that we have going on. I gave it a little test run yesterday. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but it's good. There's some songs I haven't listened to in a really, really long time. So always, as per usual, follow me on Spotify. Follow me on Apple Music. I make a new playlist with every new episode that I release. Um, also please subscribe to my podcast on Apple. And if you could, I, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of you do, but when you go to listen to this, you know, there's two options. You can either just start playing it or you can download it and then play it. So it's, it's better for me. It's optimal if you download it first and then listen to it. It really helps my numbers. So if you're listening on Apple or on Spotify, download it and then listen to it. Also, please rate and review this podcast. Five stars, five stars, five stars and tell a friend as per usual. Um, if you want a sticker, just hit me up in my DMs at What the Chuck Podcast and I will send you one. I actually ordered some more that are coming today. Yeah. So please just keep sharing this podcast with your friends. I've, I've been getting more and more numbers every single week. The numbers are are going up and up and it's just so great. Like normally on Wednesdays when I would release an episode in the beginning, I would get, I don't know, like 30 listens a day, but now I'm getting into the hundreds. So I just love it so much. Thank you guys for continuing to listen and to tell your friends and to be and just for being super present and interactive with me. Like I love it on Wednesdays. It's my most active days on my phone because I wake up and some of you already listened and you're like talking about tampons or sewers or cats or ghosts like you're just super involved and I love that I love that some of you are listening with your boyfriends and your husbands I just love all of it thank you for continuing to support me you have no idea how much it means make sure you watch the Deb music video on my website meganrage.com it's gonna blow your mind if you have any suggestions as far as ghosts slash cats go please throw my way my dms are always open what the chuck podcast or of course at megan rage radio but i'd prefer what the chuck podcast i'm really trying to grow that page that's why i did a giveaway with aesthetic envy they are so amazing shout out to them for um you know, providing these services, the hydrofacial and the lashes. I'm going to be doing more with them in the future. So Envy of Sacramento is how you find them on Instagram. Thank you guys so, so much for doing that promotion with me. They offer a lot of great services. You can text them. You can call them. You can check out the website. Um, congratulations to Kristen, who won that hydrofacial and the set of lashes. 
Thanks for everything, guys. I hope you have a great week. I hope you're staying cool inside. I hope your AC is not broken. I hope your animals aren't acting weird. And there's some ghosts in this house. There's some ghosts in this house. Talk to you next week. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.